Life Audio. How will you set your child up to become a lifelong learner? Look no further than Scribbler's At Home Recipes from Lifelong Learners. This all-new resource from Classical Conversations is designed to help families of children ages 4 to 8 build strong learning habits early on. Through easy-to-follow activities, Scribblers at Home will help you create a family environment where you and your child love to play, create, and learn together. To explore this new resource, visit scribblersathome.com slash compared to who. Hey, friend, Heather Creekmore here. I'm so glad you're listening today. Today's episode is so good. I'm talking to my new friend, Leslie Schilling. She is a registered dietitian. She's a nutrition therapist. She has worked in all different areas of this food stuff from infant nutrition. She actually has like a best-selling book on that to professional sports, professional athletes, eating disorder treatment centers. She knows a lot about food-related issues. And she has this brand new book out called Feed Yourself. Y'all, it is so, so good. You are going to love it. So I'm talking to Leslie today and on the next episode too. And we are talking about what diet culture has done to us, why we all feel like we should be on this lifelong quest to get smaller or change our bodies through our food. It's so good. You're going to so appreciate Leslie's gospel-centered, Christ-honoring approach. I can't wait for you to hear it. Let's go. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel His love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of Scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Leslie Schilling, welcome to the Compared to Who show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat today. Me too, because it's the strangest thing. So I've been following you on Instagram for a little while now, but I have a group of friends who are in this space. A lot of them come on the show a lot. They're non-diet dietitians. They're strong Christian women. And they've been like saying this message of, you know, we've got to break down the, the walls of diet culture. We've got to make some, you know, real movement in terms of what we're doing in the church around this. And there's work to be done. And we've had a conversation, Leslie, that went something like, if only someone could write a book that was just about that. And it was like a little bit of finger pointing. And I'm like, no, dude, like I'm already in for some other books. Like, that's not my book. Like, I'm not a dietitian. And then all of a sudden I see she has a book. And then I'm like, okay, I've got to see this book. <laughs> and I'm reading this book, Leslie, and my jaw is on the ground because you just go there. You say the things that need to be said. And I think you are going to be a powerful voice 
and what we can do going forward in terms of really seeing movement in the way the church handles these issues. Because our problem has been like, there's voices from Hayes, the Health at Every Size movement. There's voices from body positivity. But a lot of those things don't align neatly and nicely (laughs) with Christian principles, right? There's a lot of like, oh, that's kind of messy, hard, yicky. I can't take that into church. No one's going to believe that message. And you did it. So yay. I just, (laughs) I'm so excited to just have everyone read this book. And I, we're going to get into, so we're going to talk to you two days and we're going to get into like what's in this book. And we're going to get into diet culture in the church. We're going to get into all the goodness that is there. But will you just start by telling us your story? Everyone has their body image food story. And I would just love for my listeners to hear yours. Will you share with us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am just so excited to to be here and to share with you. And, you know, the, I will I'll usually start by letting people know my, the draw is from North Carolina. I live in, in the Vegas area now, but the draw, I grew up in North Carolina. Um, so if you hear the draw, that's where it's from. Um, and, you know, I, again, grew up in North Carolina, uh, grew up in, um, my grandmother was a nurse in, war times and she was a polio epidemic um, nurse and she was at war with her body the whole time as well. And like everything I remember of her growing up was Weight Watchers and points and shrinking. And um, it was interesting looking back now because like what a powerful, like people, like people have written things about her because she's like just such a go-getter. So such a pioneer in the, you know, the medical space and with like um, polio vaccines and just, it was just really amazing. And at the same time, like many women um, today are struggle with their bodies. Right. So my mom grew up with that. My sister and I grew up with that and still knew this, fierce love of our grandmothers, of our grandmother. And um, so we grew up doing, um, watching her, you know, kind of do her diet thing and and love us at the same time. Right. And because, you know, nobody gets out out unscathed from diet culture. Um, Hopefully the next generation will, and and we'll be a part of that. But um, I went to school, not knowing that there was a, um, that you could go to school to be a dietitian. No idea. Went to school, started in pre-med. I wanted to be, you know, um, CSI before it was cool. Um, That's what I wanted to do. (laughs) I was, I was very like, I'm going to be in the FBI and I'm going to be the person, you know, investigating crime scenes. That was me. And then I realized I had to take botany and I was like, I don't want to take botany. And so, my major um, professor and guidance person um, at at school where I went um, was like, Leslie, why don't you take nutrition? Like, why don't you just skip botany this semester and take nutrition? It will still move you forward and it'll give you time to kind of figure out what you want to do. And really the rest is history. I had no idea that like you could have a career in nutrition at all. Um, And started that route. I was, I grew up very active. I was a competitive gymnast. I did cheer. I did a lot of those things. And and when I realized, wow, like there's a science to putting things in your body. And then, and, you know, I was classically trained, which I think many dietitians in the non-diet space will tell you was, is like very well versed in diet culture. Um, And so, you know, 
I graduated, became a dietitian, and um, learned some things in my program that led me to kind of engage in diet culture. And then as I was practicing over the years, realized like, wow, this is not serving me and it's not serving my clients. And I was peddling diet culture and and having been a lifelong Christian too, as well, it just kept bubbling up that like the, these things are so incongruent, right? And like, and and I work in the space of eating disorders and sports nutrition, and have had tremendous blessings in my professional career to work with some really cool people and and teams. And um, there's all there's always been this this stronghold that people have around but my body's not good enough. Right. And it's this diet culture has been planted in very safe places, schools, medical offices, and particularly in the church. Um, And so when we tie our worthiness up, you know, um, with our bodies and conforming, um, it really causes a lot of harm. And so, you know, I experienced some of the stuff like comments from my grandmother and just growing up and some stuff in, in school growing up that were kind of those moments that made me start questioning my own body. But I have been fortunate enough um, in, in my career too to have some of those body issues and food issues and and be able to to kind of come out of that with hopefully empathy and compassion for the people that I serve. And um, now on the other side where it's really like my passion, like it has to be God given because I've tried to let it go. But um, my passion is really helping people see diet culture in the safe places and, um, you know, having those own, my own experiences in it, you know, I feel like have helped and, and, and then having the immense pleasure and privilege to walk alongside people who are doing their own healing um, from it have is just has given me so much education. I've, I've unlearned um, as much as I've learned afterwards. So um, just, just a privilege to kind of be a part of hopefully taking diet culture down, particularly in the safe places. So, you know what I was going to say, you said you were going to go into being, you know, CSI, FBI. I actually think you've done it, Leslie. I think that's, <laughs> it doesn't look exactly the same maybe as you thought it would, but like, that's what's had to happen. Yeah. Is someone needed to investigate all of these facts, and I'm using quotation marks for the listeners only, that we have been presented with as truths. Yeah. For so long. So yeah, I think I think you're in the CSI business. It's a crime. Diet culture is a crime scene. <laughs> oh my gosh, is it not? I mean, that is the best. That yeah, you're right. You're right. And well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists. 
the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. I love that you said, you know, I went there and, you know, I really believe that like, what if I only have one shot to, to tell all the truth, you know, and I did. And my editors let me do it (laughs) And, and they, and they made it better. You know, they made it better because they would ask but what about this? Mm -hmm. But my doctor said this, or my dietitian said this, Mm -hmm. or my therapist said this, but what about this? And I was able to, I think, put in the, you know, like anticipate the question, the the what if, or the what about this? And um, hopefully, you know, deliver some truths about the crime scene which is diet culture and, um, and hopefully, you know, we can um, come out on the other side better. And that the, the book is like that is part one is like the lies and the ugly and, and the, the stuff that has happened to us in diet culture. And then part two is, is hopefully the truth that will set us free. Yeah. And I love the way you have it laid out. I mean, it's, it's a great read. I just nodded and smiled the whole time I read it. <laughs> So I love it. It's Thank a great you. read. So it, it came out like the day I'm releasing this first episode, it releases today. So if you're watching or listening, just go get it today. Okay. Just don't wait. Go get it today. And if all of this language is new to you, like diet culture, like what does that mean? You know, actually, let's start there. Let's just start there. Just, just assuming there's someone listening who's like, okay, I don't have any idea <laughs> what that means. So Leslie, what does diet culture mean? Let's, let's go back to basics here. So, and I define that. Yes, absolutely. We have to, because we talk about it, but we don't really, we think it's like those really crazy fad diets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, it's everything and it's got its little tentacles and everything. So diet culture is a system of oppression that falsely values thinness as a means to health and worthiness. And it's in every so-called safe space. And um, so it's, it's the obligatory weight check at the doctor's office. It is the, I'm using my air quotes, um, health class, um, health lessons and health class. It is the um, wearables that prompt us to eat less and less. It is unsolicited um, weight um, and diet advice in health spaces, any space, really. It is the um, lesson on food and body shaming from the pulpit. It is um, no sugar at Sunday school. It, you know, it is everywhere. Um, it's in the canned responses you might get from your lab work when you have a slightly elevated cholesterol level, you know, like it's like start eating like this and stop eating like this with no behind the scenes knowledge of what you're actually doing or your genetic um, history or your family history. Um, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. And accepts it as truth. And it is, yes, it is. I mean, as I was writing my, I just have seven chapters in my forthcoming book about food, but as I was writing it, it really did feel like, oh my word, I'm, I'm saying the sky is, you know, purple. (laughs) And everyone else is like, the sky is blue. I really does feel like you are swimming upstream. Any, you know, any metaphors you want to use, Yeah, but you weren't afraid to go there. 
And, you know, I, th- I think the fundamental thing, at least one thing that I was trying to point out in my writing, but I feel like you did a really great job of it, is this concept that we have been taught slash trained slash educated slash to preach to that feeding ourselves is borderline sinful. Like oh, there's yeah. a very particular way you have to do it. And if you just go out of that little box, just an, even an inch, oh, the sin alarm is going to go off. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so far from what the Bible teaches. Yeah. So I love that you called your book Feed Yourself. Can you just give me some, you know, foundation there? Like, like, what's it like to just even try to convince those of us, like I was in, you know, I was deep into diet culture yeah. for most of my life, convincing yeah. women and men too, but that it's okay to eat. Yeah. Like, is that where you start? Isn't that the craziest thing that we're mm-hmm. like, it is okay to eat. Like such a simple message. Um, and I always joke with people about like, be reasonable, you know, feed yourself, like eat a couple meals, three, you know, two, three meals, you know, snack when you need to, like, it's not a sexy message, but it's the message. Um, but feed yourself. Listen, this book has had so many titles. <laughs> and so my, my agent and I were um, talking and she was asking me questions based on my proposal. She was like, but what about this? What would you say if I were your client? And my current question was my problem. My like my thing I wanted to fix, what would you tell me? And then we explained, you know, we talked back and forth and we discussed it as if she were my client in my office. And she's like, Leslie, you've said more than once, it's never wrong to feed yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think feed yourself is the book title. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. I say that all the time to my clients because, and, and I tell this to dietitians when I do supervision too, is like, we do not use the most, one of the most valuable tools that we have available to us enough, which is reassurance. Mm -hmm. Like you were born knowing how to eat. Mm -hmm. You have this beautiful innate regulation system that diet culture has muted along the way Mm -hmm. and made us afraid of actually engaging in the most natural, the most innate thing that has been given to us. I mean, like as soon as a child is born, they like bob for the breast or the bottle, like they know that that is their means to survival and connection in this world. And diet culture takes it from us or at least mutes it for a while. And so yeah, it's never wrong to feed yourself. And that's something that we can regain, you know? And like, I've, I've not had a client that's like, Leslie, I can't do it. You know, like with, with enough, like, I know that you have strongholds that have been formed in diet culture that have been formed in your church, that have been formed in your home, your school, wherever I know. And there's so much grief, um, involved. I think just like really validating that we've been sold a false bill of goods in our culture and, you know, the grief around the lies that we've been told, the grief around the seeds of doubt that have been planted in our souls without consent. There's grief in knowing that a lot of it or most of it was a lie. 
there's a lot of grief there. And I think just addressing that, like I am, and, and this is the introduction, like I am so sorry that harm came to you in what should have been a safe place. Yeah. And I want you to know as a, health professional, as a nutrition professional, as a nutrition therapist and sports dietitian or whatever, that feeding yourself is never wrong. Yeah. Um, so it's really, it's really just this rallying cry to take back what God already gave us and called good. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm thinking about that grief. So I, in, in my book that comes out later this year, I talk about diet culture as a con and I had, so I was conned friend and I, we, she was dating someone. We ran all over New York city with this guy who turned out to be a con artist. And, and in retrospect, it's like, Oh my word, how did we do that? How did we fall for that? That was so dangerous. And so I had to really cut most of that story out of the book, but thinking about, the con of diet culture and how it is, it's a little embarrassing, like, and and it shouldn't be right. But, but I think part of our struggle is like the shame we feel like, well, if it's not true, then I fell for it. Like I was duped. Like I bought that. And, and so working through like all the lost time, money and, you know, maybe even relationship, right? Like I've, I've watched, you know, I've seen the classic story of the woman who discovers diet culture for the first time and puts everything into it and then ends up divorced <laughs> because, you know, suddenly marriage wasn't doing it for her in the same way that, you know, having a thin body and getting attention was was changing her life. And, you know, just the harm, the devastating harm of it. Yeah. Is, is overwhelming. So I love that, that concept of just kind of grieving, like, okay, that, that was the past, but what does the future look like? Right? Yeah. like? What happens when you get through the fear and the grief and go to the other side? What, yeah. What's that like? Well, and I'll say you don't even have to be through the grieving process mm-hmm. to, yes. to see, like, if you see diet culture in all its sneaky, sneaky costumes, right. And, and, in a lab in a white lab coat and, you know, in Sunday school dress, if you see diet culture, you cannot unsee it. Yeah. So if there's a stirring in you at all, there's hope. There's hope that you're not going to step back into it. There's hope that, that if it feels safe to you, you're going to decline the weight check at the doctor's office when you're just there for a flu shot. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's hope that you're going to say, no thank you to unsolicited, you know, weight or food talk. There's hope for people being in your home and it being a safe place to come for dinner with no food talk, no body talk, just connection and around food and other people. And so, you know, I think there's just so much, there's so much waiting for us on the other side of diet culture that being fed will allow like if we're underfed believers, we're frankly at times not that useful because mm-hmm. we're so absorbed. And I, I do want to say, if you're a person who feels like you're totally absorbed at this point, like, please do not feel bad. This has been delivered to you mm-hmm. um, as truth since you were born. And 
the reason I'm on this side of it today is just because I can't, I was, tr- I, I found professionals that helped me see it and I, I'm, I'm a lucky one. So please don't feel like I can't believe I got duped and, and I'm sitting here listening to this. I, I would hope that, listen, if there's a place for righteous anger, I think it's here. Mm-hmm. I think it's here. And to have the anger and to move it towards stepping away from diet culture because it's doable. Mm-hmm. And listen, the thing I, the thing I feel like um, I really wanted to do in the book was to really document things very well because people are like, what? That's not right. I'm like, well, yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes. There's a whole other side of things that you haven't, you haven't heard about because it doesn't um, make the diet culture industry money Mm -hmm. for people to realize that like you can eat and bodies come, bodies come in all shapes and sizes. Mm -hmm. And it, and you know, you have taste buds for a reason, <laughs> you know, like yeah. God gave us pleasure and it's okay to, to, you know, enjoy food. It's okay to feed yourself. In fact, it's just such a gift. And if we claim the gift um, there, like I said, there's so much waiting on the other side, there's freedom in accepting your divinely created unique body. There's, there's a love for our neighbors that we didn't have capacity um, for before because we might've been judging them because of their body size and making assumptions about their lifestyle, which the judgment was not ours to give, but diet culture taught us to do that. And so I think there's just so much more capacity for loving ourselves and our neighbors, neighbors, and, and just the freedom of, you know, going to an event and, and, having whatever you want to eat and enjoying it and listening to your body and, you know, and, and moving on yeah. and not letting it take up so much time and attention in our brains that yeah. there were constant. And, and here, it, this is one thing I want people to take away from it. I want you to have a community of people you feel safe with mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about like, I wonder what so-and-so is going to say about my food. I wonder what so-and-so is going to say about their own food. I wonder who's going to be on this diet. And that's all we have to comment on mm-hmm. instead of what's really important in our lives. So, I pray it will bring us to freedom and a community that doesn't allow diet culture to be our legacy. Yeah, I love it. I, I agree 100%. And we, we've got to start in the church, right? If oh, we yeah. can't yeah. do it as believers, if we can't like believe that there's more to life than getting the perfect body that we were put on earth for a purpose greater than shrinking ourselves. Like if we can't do that, like how is anyone else going to be able to do that? Like we have the greatest hope. Absolutely. And we dismiss it for, for our hope in the next body transformation. And I mean, I, and I, I'm saying that with so much grace and love because I was like in the front of the line. (laughs) I've done all the things, right? Yeah, I've done all the things. So I prescribed all the things like, you know, I've done all the things and I have prescriptively delivered harm. And I feel like that's what makes like, that's part of the book is like, I have done this to myself and to other people. And I have seen, seen what I've done. And 
I, and I want, and that's harming other people and, and colluding with diet culture and seeing that are the reasons like, wow, this does not align with my values and I am not helping people. And I want to say for people who are like, this is really hard. This is really hard to digest. I'm going to tell you, I am, I am a professional in this, in this, in this area of, of what we're talking about. And it took me a couple years to step from kind of this weight centric health body approach to, wow, that is wrong. Yeah, that is wrong. And I got to pay back a whole bunch of student loans. We're learning about that culture. <laughs> and then I had to pay a whole bunch more to learn the other direction. But anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, I've done it. And it's, there's, there's so much hope on the other side. And I promise you, it will make you so angry, but you cannot unsee it once you see it. I love it. I love it. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for being on the show today. And her book is called Feed Yourself. Leslie's going to come back. We're going to talk in our next conversation more about diet culture in the safe spaces, diet culture in our schools, but specifically in our churches is where I really want to focus. So Leslie, I will see you in the next episode. And thank you for watching or listening today. I hope something has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. The Compare To Show is proud to be part of the Life Audio Network of Christian Podcasts. Go check out all the podcasts at lifeaudio.com. today's show blessed you may i ask a huge favor leave a review on your favorite platform seeing your five star reviews is a huge encouragement to me not sure how to do it you can go to compare to who.me slash podcast scroll to the bottom and you'll find all the information and while you're at compare to who.me check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image comparison all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.